Hello everybody and welcome to the Cinema Catch-Up Club, the podcast for films that you probably should have seen by now. I'm your host, Dr. Stephen Platt. Thank you very much for downloading this week's episode. And this week, we are marking the 20th anniversary of Chicago. Not the city, uh, the film. I just realised where I phrased that uh, sounded a little poor. But yes, the film starring Renee Zellweger, Catherine Zeta-Jones, Richard Gere, and others. It turns 20 years old um, and... uh, I just really want to watch it. That's that's honestly where we're at. So um, we, all, as always, have someone who has seen the film before and someone who has not. Um, our guest who has not seen the film, would you like to introduce yourself musically? Musically? If, you, if you'd like. No. Okay. <laughs> In I that do, case... I don't want yeah, to I'm do not that. In do that, that case, either. Oh, okay. In that case, uh, welcome to the microphone, Patrick Downs. Hey, yeah. Steve. <laughs> Hi. Sorry. What happy you're, what New you're, Year. Oh, yeah. Happy New Year. <laughs> uh, sorry. What you're about to learn is that when you meet a character in this film, they usually turn up and have an introductory song. Ah. So okay. I I don't know why I assume that bled into real life. I was just yeah. like... I also don't know, seeing as I haven't seen it, why I would know that. That's a yeah. good point. The sheer yeah. panic in your eyes. <laughs> yes, yeah. Quite interesting. I don't... Ooh, singing is not my... Yeah. Excellent. Um, how, how are things, Patrick? Yeah, things are things are good. Thank you, Steve. Wonderful. Yeah, things are going well. Um, what do you know about Chicago, except for the fact that it's a musical? Uh, well, now I know that there's introductory songs mm. for characters. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I know it's musical, mm-hmm. and it's uh, they it has something to do with killing their husbands or something, mm-hmm. and that's about it. Okay. okay. I'm assuming it's set in Chicago. Correct. Yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So there you go. Those three things that Excellent. I know about it, and right. that—that's that's it. it. Okay. That is so it's it. a pretty blank canvas. This Real is very blank exciting. Canvas, yep. Um, wh- when it comes to musicals, we, mm. we, we've just discovered you're not one for impromptu singing on a microphone, and oh. fair enough. Um, but how how are you with musical cinema in general? Is it is it a genre that you enjoy? Mm. Musicals in general are a big blind spot mm. in my kind of film theatre knowledge. Mm. It's not really my thing. I don't not enjoy them. Mm. There's some I don't enjoy, actually, to be fair. But it's just not really... I'm not musical. Mm. I, I never have been. Mm. Um, you know, I, I would never been in them. Mm. It's just something I have missed out on a okay. lot. So, yeah. Uh, what was the question again? Just <laughs> oh, it was just it was just what you thought of musicals. I mean, yeah, it, no, as you say, I don't dislike them. I yeah. just don't know very much about them at all. Do you, do you have a favourite musical or one that you'd point to, going, oh, that was pretty good? I think the one that I've seen more than once and that I was, that I can that I like I kind of liked as I've seen the this, I've seen the stage version a couple of times and I've seen the film is Little Shop of Horrors. Ah, okay, ah, I think that's choice, a pretty easy. I think it's a pretty accessible one mm-hmm. for like musical. Novices, yeah, it's also really good. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah that's, that's so that would be that would be the go-to. I'm like, I know that one, and mm-hmm. I recognise some of the songs from it. Excellent. Okay, well, joining us, we do have someone that has seen the film and uh, likes the odd musical here and there. A little bit, little it's bit. It's Anna Weir. Hello. Uh, how are you, Anna? I'm good. I'm good. Um, and Chicago. Yes. In a vague, non-spoilery sort of way, what what is Chicago about, except for singing and husband murder? <laughs> Um, it is, oh, it's about a woman whose name is Roxy Hart and she wants more than anything. So it's set in the 1920s in Chicago and she wants more than anything to be a sort of vaudeville star. 
um, and she has all these big dreams for her life and unfortunately she is married to a man who she doesn't quite think will help her fulfill those dreams, has a bit of an affair on the side, something goes a bit iffy and she ends up in uh, jail for it and to sort of cope with the being in jail, she basically imagines everything that happens to her as a musical. And the great thing is, is all of that is basically the first five minutes of the film. Yeah. Like, oh, that, okay. Like, yeah. So that's like not even that's the, the setup. Essentially. Yeah, that's the yeah. setup. Okay. And then yeah. like, so I was going, there's quite a lot of detail in there. Yeah. But yeah. All right. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, it's, cool. it's it's great. I love this. I love this film it zips so along. much. There's a lot to it, but yeah, that's kind of the the, the main setup. And um, do you, do you have a favourite musical? One that you jump to and go, that's that's my one. Um, well, it's difficult because every musical is for something different. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, if you want to, if you're in a sad mood, you're like, well, I want to listen to sad songs. Mm. So you would pick something like that. Um, probably my favorite, like my main favorite would be Sunday in the Park with George. Oh, okay. And then I have like musicals of the month mm. that I'd be like, I'm in a fun home phase. I'm in a six mm. phase. Okay. Is the one so, that you're in a phase for right now? Um, I did just see six. Oh yeah. Twice. So you've seen 12. Is, yes. Yes. I have seen 12. I wish I'd seen it 12 times. It was amazing. Yeah. It's, it's a good show. God, it was good. It was, it was really good. It was the fun. most fun I've had in like a long time. Okay. Yeah. I mean. I lead a sad life, Stephen. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I was, was going to frame that as, wow, what a good show. But yes, maybe. Both, both things. <laughs> two things can be true. <laughs> Excellent. Well, with all that being said, shall we watch Chicago? Yes. Let's Chicago. Ah, I don't need to say anything else. Changed my mind. Uh, (laughs) Let's not. But no, uh, for those of you listening at home, pop in those DVDs, load up those streaming services, and prepare to give them the old razzle-dazzle, razzle-dazzle them. I'm going to start singing if we don't go. Uh, As we watch Chicago. Welcome back, everybody. We have just finished watching Chicago, the film, not the city. That would be weird. And I'm joined once again by my special guests, Anna Weir. Hello. And Patrick Downs. Hi. Uh, Patrick, that was your first time watching Chicago. It was. It was. What did you think? That's great, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) So good. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I'd be shot if I just said anything different. But still, um, no, genuinely. (laughs) I am quite high strung as a person, so you might be. (laughs) No, it was genuinely great. That was... Mm. was very, better, better very... than Moulin Rouge. Yeah. yeah, I'll give I'll give you that. I'll yeah. give you that. Yeah, it, it is better than Moulin Rouge. I, know, I remember I, I was a bit conflicted because I hadn't seen Moulin Rouge when we did it for this program, and I've still not settled on if I like that or not. Whereas for Chicago, I'll, no, it's it's undeniable. Hundred percent. It's so much fun. God, it is fun. Yeah, I I haven't watched this film for about a year. Um, when was the last time you watched it? I was actually trying to think. I would say a solid, probably not since I remembered how I had it hmm. because we had a DVD double pack with this and that Richard Gere movie, Save the Last Dance. Oh, yeah. So I don't think, which is still my parents' house, and I don't think I would have watched it since I moved out of their house. Right. So a couple, so couple like of years. Five years ago. Right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And how was it revisiting for you? Like, was there, was there any new feelings engendered this time? I kind of liked it more. Okay. Yeah. Because, I don't know, I, I watched, I guess I 
Because when I was young, I would just skip between the musical numbers. That was all I wanted. And I had the CD, so that was all I wanted mm. was just the musical numbers. So I never really cared about any of the acting bits in between. That mm. was just sort of like a vehicle to get to the next musical number. Mm. But it was nice to actually watch the acting as well and realize how good they all are. Mm. It's it's a very good cast. Mm. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, this film swept up at the awards. Well, it, I was going to say, weren't both of the girls, women, nominated for Oscars? Or? Yes. So the the picture itself um, won Best Picture. Good. It's um, cool. Which was the first time a musical had won it since uh, the 80s. Like, it had been a mm. while. And I don't think another musical has won it since, has won Best Picture since. Not that I can recall. Um, so it's... Well, there's not been anything of that calibre since. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, uh, the remake of West Side Story, I think, was nominated, but... That's, oh yes, yeah, yeah no, you're I right. That was. I can't think of any others, uh, but but um, yeah. So Renee Zellweger was nominated for Best Actor, but lost out to Nicole Kidman for The Hours, which I haven't right. seen. Uh, you know what? That is quite a good movie, actually. Yeah. And Queen Latifah and Catherine Zeta-Jones were both nominated for Best Supporting Actress, and Catherine Zeta-Jones won. Good, yeah. good. She yep. should have. Yes, I mean, I mean, the the the, the, the story is kind of not that important mm. in the sense that. There's a bunch of ladies that murder people <laughs> yeah, and are yeah. trying to get away with it. And using no fame. one feels bad about it for one no. minute. Yeah, that's the plot. That's it. Yeah. But the performances are really great. And, yeah. I, and I, I know that obviously with it originally being a Broadway stage musical, people can be a bit funny about how those shows are adapted to screen. Mm. And we've seen... Bad ones. We've seen bad ones. Cats springs to oh. mind. Although that may be for more stylistic choices. That um, was the worst thing I've ever seen. With my eyes, ever. Is Cats <laughs> not the movie? Because I haven't seen it, obviously. Oh, but is oh Cats... can we? Oh, can that we... be the next? No, you'd actually, you'd hate it so much. <laughs> you'd really hate I was going to say, is it good? Like, is it a good musical? I would say no. It is a horny but... musical. Yeah. Okay, well, maybe I wouldn't hate it as much as... <laughs> We'll talk. Um, about, okay, we'll talk about this later. Okay. Yeah, I, right. I have thoughts and opinions. I, I almost feel like Cats is an unfair example because it's such a unique product in itself yeah um, well that's what it can get okay so from a from an outsider's i know we're talking okay. about chicago but from ah, an outsider's perspective i just want to sidebar on cats hmm. from an outsider's perspective it's it is it sounds insane yeah it is quite insane. it's like so it's a musical about and i know it's there's not much of a story one of them's gonna die and go to heaven or something so it's based on a book of poems i know that yes so I do know that, that in and yeah. of itself it's okay you know how when we were watching chicago yep you were there um steven Every time was like, oh, every character gets a their own introduction song. Yep. So that's what Cats is. It is basically a okay. series of introduction yep. songs all the way through. Every cat wants to be chosen to go to heaven slash the heavy side layer. Yep. So you learn all about them and then it's time to learn about the next cat and the next cat and the next cat. And then basically the emotional climax of the film is, or the, sorry, the musical is centered around Grizabella who sings Memory, which is the famous song. I, that's, yeah, I know that Yeah, one. so like yep. basically in as much that there is a plot and a pinnacle, it's at Grizabella and then everyone's like, oh, we were horrible to her the whole time. We shouldn't have judged her. Never mind about all these guys. She's the one who's been treated badly. She should go to the heavy side layer. Okay. So that's basically the yep. plot. Okay. It's like, don't judge a book by its cover. Gotcha. Or yep. be mean to Grizabella. So that's sort of, that. There you go. that's sort of like the, the, the moral. The, um, yeah. yeah. It's very yeah. simple. Which I but think, it still sounds mental. Oh, it's totally like, mental. Yeah. So, yeah. And whereas Chicago, I, I feel by comparison, 
it, it, it has this one central idea, which is... So Chicago is a yeah. linear story yeah, it is. that is yeah. easy to follow. But all well, follow... it's based on yeah. real Yeah, murders. based on real people. Yeah. And, real all people. Ba- and based around this concept that murder is sexy. <laughs> well, I mean, they kind of made it sexy. sexy. <laughs> I mean, this is a very sexy film. Capital it, S, capital S. Yes, whereas Cats is horny, this is sexy. Yeah. Actually, yeah. yes, that's the best way to differentiate. <laughs> yeah, 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 okay. Yeah. All right, and, I'll get you. And yeah. obviously, I, I mean, it is... An extremely good cast, both in terms of the sexiness, but also in terms of the performances. Mm. Uh, it, it's strange for me that Catherine Zeta-Jones' character, Val McCallie, is considered a supporting role when it comes to these awards. The fact that Renee Zellweger was nominated for Best Actress. But... Well, I mean, it's kind of is more about Roxy, I suppose. Yeah, like, like, spend we spend more time with her. It's Roxy's story. We don't story. see Velma's yeah. trial or anything, yeah, do we? Like, like, it's all yeah. about Roxy. But, but they feel so... Like a, a tandem, yeah. Role they do, yeah. yeah. But I just, yeah, she doesn't get again. At least in the film, I don't know about the stage. Yeah, play, but she just doesn't get quite as much time mm. dedicated to her yeah. as, as Roxy does. It's, it's. I mean, and again, you have to draw the line somewhere, I guess, yeah, when it comes yeah. to those things. And I'm sure Catherine Zeta Jones is at home going, "Oh no, I only got a supporting Oscar." Yeah. Oh, no. Boo-hoo. no, but it is weird when you when you get into that into the reads of like mm. acting awards and stuff because yeah, mm. you have to. You say, sometimes the line is a bit arbitrary, like. Mm. Yeah, like when um, Judy Dench won it for Shakespeare in Love, and mm. it's like, well, technically yeah, that was, it was a supporting, glorified cameo. Really, also, you were only it? there for like nine minutes, yeah. which, mm. quite frankly, is ridiculous. Yeah, um, yeah, it's that that casting they they nailed. Like, oh, they're, yeah, they're, everyone, the everyone's great, and they yeah. all brought it. Like, yeah, everyone's level of intensity was the same. Mm, yeah. No one phoned it in. No, no, there is one hundred percent no phoning in allowed in that film. <laughs> no. Um, I, I am wondering, is is there a particular performance that stands out for you though? Particularly as the first time viewer, Patrick, was there oh, yeah. a particular performance that made you go, "Oh, this is this is pretty special." I think I think Renee Zellweger. Mm. I think she was. I mean, yeah, no, she. We, we were talking about it during. I, I think she, she's just a great actor, first of all. Mm. But no, she's she nails it. Mm. She's so engaging to watch. She's so much fun. And the thing and, about Roxy. That excuse my French, she's kind of a bitch. Mm. She, but well, she's, yeah. like, she's a bitch the whole way through. Mm. And I like yeah. it when female characters just get to be bitches. Yeah, but she's still really likable. Yeah, but you're all, yeah. you're never like, oh, I actually want her to be hung, or I want no, bad things to happen never, to her. You're yeah. like, no, I want her to get out. I want yeah. her to succeed. Hundred percent. And I, I felt like what was interesting about her, um, it, 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 it's like there was something, and I really noticed it in their last number where they're they're singing and dancing together. She was a little bit wilder mm. than Catherine Zeta Jones. I'm like, oh, that's really there's there's a kind of manicness mm. about about her, about yeah, at least her version of Roxy. And it's like, it was just it was very subtle. Mm. But no, she was great. She was definitely my standout. Yeah. Again, but that's like, I don't know. It's like, which picking... of these diamonds do you like? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But no, uh, she was she was brilliant. Yeah, Anna, for you, was there a performance this this time this particular version that made you go, oh, I think. I mean, not that he's better than the others, but I think I there was a lot of Richard Gere's performance that I'd never, I just never really cared about before, because mm. um, he was, you know, sort of. I was like, oh, it's the pretty ladies in the shiny dresses. Mm. I didn't really focus on him, and there was like a lot of of his facial, exp- especially when they were doing, um, both reached for the gun. Mm. I had never sort of looked at him during that because there's always so much other stuff going on. And just like the little expressions and the little touches he was adding in yeah. for a lot of it. I was like, you're really good. Yeah. yeah. He's, 
he's great. That that Billy Flynn character is just a wonderful. I, I want to say Two Face, but he's not. He's no, got one he's... face, and it's a liar's face. <laughs> basically. Yeah, no, he's a lawyer. Yeah, he's a, he's a lawyer yeah. and a liar. Yeah. But I, I again, I, I think so much of why this film. But you like works. him. You like him you a lot. Like him. Yeah. I think what I found really interesting about him as a character is like there was a moment again, kind of kind of. Remember, we'll talk about it when we get towards, towards the end. Mm. But I kept thinking there was going to be yes. twists. Yes. I thought, oh, he's going to get his come up at somewhere. But it's like, he doesn't. He doesn't. And that's awesome. Mm. He just kind of turns up and he's just him the whole time. Yeah. And yeah. he's fun and he's having a great time with it. And then he's like, cool, peace out. See ya. Yeah. I'm off to earn my next $5,000. Yeah. And he's kind of honest about that yeah. as well. Yeah. Where he's, he's like, it's great. It's a great, it would be such a good role to play. Like straight up at the beginning, he yeah. says, I don't care if she did it or not. Yeah. Well, I want $5,000. That's yeah. all I'm... What's the conversion rate on that, by the way? That's what I kept thinking. About. Oh, I'll, I'll have to look that up. But, <laughs> but what I would say about that as well is I think that it's really interesting that Billy Flynn is maybe the most honest character to Roxy when they yes. have their yeah. falling out. And he's like, you're, you're no, you are a dirty, low-down criminal. Yeah, you're no good yeah, without yeah. me. It's, you're a bit of a fraud. You're a pretty crappy actress. And... Yeah. And it's, it's, it's just fascinating. Yeah, he's, he, he is very, very good. What year was it set? Uh, the, the movie was set in 1920. No. Um, and or around 1920, uh, yeah. Uh, so, just just 102 years ago. Um, and oh god, yeah, that's upsetting. Yeah, when yeah when they were saying that, I was like, oh, we've had 2020. Seventy four thousand five hundred dollars. Wow, in today's wee. money. Yeah, yeah, I'd want that. Yeah, <laughs> it's even more impressive. But, I'd, um, I'd lie for seventy four grand. Yeah, that's good to know. I'll just write that down. <laughs> Anna's price. I'll lie for a can of coke. <laughs> Can of Coke, Patrick. <laughs> there we go. Uh, but, but yeah, the, the, the just that, the, the, just the shiftiness, but the, the way that that shiftiness is utilised and, and yeah. consistent, yeah, yeah, is is just really wonderful. Um, I, I'm just going to give this moment to go. I still think that John C. Riley might be the best thing in oh, this. Oh, he's so good. It's just really. I think it's probably a really hard role to play someone so honest and earnest yeah. in, a, yeah. in a film where everyone else is a bastard and he nails it he really really does and every time I feel sorry for Amos oh it's just he uh, breaks your heart yeah. Yeah. like he's an idiot but oh, yeah I just I, don't, I think that is it I think I was I, I agree completely he, yeah. he fits the story and he does it, he does it great but I was like come on dude <laughs> like come on man like, open your eyes. He's a, like, he's a naive little... Yeah. yeah, I know. And that's where I was getting a bit like, all right, mate. Yeah. But also, just to, just to touch on something, kind of mechanics is open until midnight. Uh, one with an illegal cockfighting ring, I presume. Or, 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 yeah. he, he must have something dodgy going like, on because it's Chicago. It's Chicago. And yeah. why is he getting home at midnight? Yeah. It's quite late. It is quite late. Mm. It is quite. Maybe, hmm, maybe we'll have to dig into this a little, yeah. a little more. He had a... Some kind of, I'm kind of thinking of a 20s car. <laughs> Some kind of Model T to work on. Yeah. Really. Yeah, cars oh. It was brand new. He was trying to get his head around mechanics in general. <laughs> they only just, they only got cars That's recently. Yeah. He didn't understand. He was he's like, just, the, he's the just the sitting there engine? reading the book, going, <laughs> reading the manual. Like, it says there's four wheels, but I found a fifth inside the car <laughs> that you hold on to. Oh. On the back, yeah. Oh, Amos. Oh, this is hard. well. We know he can't count. Yeah, that that is true. Yeah, um, it's yeah. Every, everyone's great. I mean, Catherine Zeta Jones is great. I have more appreciation for it knowing that she was three to four months pregnant. Yeah, shooting ridiculous. Most of that. Just not yakking everywhere. Amazing. Yeah. Um, well, uh, maybe she did. 
Yeah. <laughs> in between takes. <laughs> yeah, just someone's got a bucket. <laughs> just Val McKelly with like a little bit of vomit dribbling down her side. Um, He'd go. Bah, bah, bah. Yeah, like yeah. I'm glad they cut that. See, I I also thought um, Queen Latifah was. No. Mm. Oh. That's such a again another great. That's little the first role. thing I ever saw her in. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't know she was Queen Latifah. I was like, that's the lady from Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but another another great like supporting role yeah. is just kind of she's quite straightforward as well you know she's uh, she's yeah. part of the system and mm. she's yeah you know, she, she, she's... she works at how she works it and but she's she's awesome there's not a lot of subtlety for the characters and coming from like a 70s stage musical that makes sense yeah exactly and the subtleties come more from the i guess the intrigue of how does roxy one get relevant and then to stay relevant mm. um and all of those supporting characters, like uh, Colm Fiore as the prosecutor slash detective. Oh, he's, so yeah. great. he's so one note, but it's the perfect, I'm an effective Chicago cop yeah. note, yeah. where he's just like, right, going down the slammer. Yeah, yeah it was like, you know, I better have murdered him again. Once was enough. Like, all, <laughs> yeah. all that stuff. Um, it's uh, a hanging offense. What yeah. do you mean hanging? Um, uh, Dominic West. He's, he's in it for like that five... blew my yeah. mind yeah. I did not realise it was him yeah I was like oh Prince Charles getting handsy I don't like that yeah. <laughs> but... I'd, I'd shoot Dominic West yeah he's I mean look he was for that performance absolutely oh god yeah not, not that the performance is bad he was a yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> that's what it was but yeah he's a it, rat. everyone knows their parts everyone just does them really well even um, uh, Christine uh, Baranski. Baranski yeah as, as Mary Sunshine just like it feels like they're in the film for five minutes but they're all just like absolutely nailing it and continuing yeah. the story. I mean, I, I, and they all Lou. do a they all do a wonderful job of their musical number versions of their character mm. and their real world versions of their character. They do a really good job of mm. heightening it just enough for the musical numbers and then bringing it back down. And yeah. the, the choice in in the film to just occasionally blur the line. Mm. where once we'd established, oh, here's the musical version of the world as as Roxy is seeing it, and here's reality. And then in the court case, one of the, uh, during the razzle-dazzle, or just after the razzle-dazzle sequence, when Billy Flynn is questioning Amos, um, and he's trying to throw doubt into his mind that, no, the kid could be yours, even though I've told you earlier in the film that it is. Yeah, you've admitted it's not your baby. there's, There's that one shot where Amos is looking confused and you've got the showgirl in the red leaning on him. Yeah. And he's completely ignoring that it's there. And in the next shot, she's gone. And it's only there for a couple of seconds, but it's just lovely how it just plays with that. Um, And I also think the fact that a lot of the cinematography was consistent between the musical world and the... The real world. Yes. Um, in terms of the way that the characters were shot, Roxy was almost always shot in in the same profile. The difference was that she was shot from above in the real world to make her look smaller and, and weaker, and yeah, shot from and then... below in the um, yeah. in the musical sequences. And it was, yeah, it's it's just really clever. It's and just clever tight, filmmaking. Yeah, and yeah, it is. tightly edited. Really, yeah. It's, yeah, and it's. They pack a lot into less than two hours. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, there's quite yeah. a lot going on. Lucy Liu turns up for five minutes. Yeah. I know. And she, uh, yeah, and she nails it again. Yeah. She steals the show for yeah. a couple of minutes and then she's gone. And it's like, oh, yeah. cool, great. And, and then it's like, you never need to see that character again. You know, they're no. sitting at the end going, what happened to that? Because you're mm. like, well, she, she had a purpose. She served her purpose. Mm. And now she's gone. Yeah. It really, just really effective. Really lovely. Um, 
kick that reporter in the yeah. nuts. That, that was great. So good. <laughs> Wear that beautiful pearl necklacey thing. Yeah, and it, it, but it's interesting how it it feels like it shouldn't work where every scene is a scene stealer. It, yeah. it feels like it shouldn't work. It, it, or like where there's a scene stealing thing or, or performance. But it kind of does because it keeps it all at, at a very heightened level. Because uh, yeah. you need to believe in the the nonsense, crazy 1920s murder fandom world. It almost feels like... It actually almost feels like it could be making a comment on... If it was if it was set in 2020 or around the 2020 time period, but with that same hysteria, it would feel like it would be a comment on social media or mm. on our interaction with reality Ooh. television. Mm. That as a concept didn't necessarily exist in the same way in the 1920s, but the idea that everyone was obsessed with these murderers who yeah. had personalities yeah. um, and, and playing around with that was was really fascinating. And how so much of it is dictated by. The, the lawyers, media, yeah. uh, the, the lawyers talking to the media, what the media choose to do, the, the corruption that is present within the prison system. It's that like literally all in Mama's song. It's yeah. like you yeah. know, don't you know that this hand washes that one too? It's mm. all playing into the mm. yeah. It's it's just it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's and just it's, I had so much. Is. I genuinely had fun watching that movie. Yeah, it's it's. I just think it's very rewatchable, partly because it's it's shot so interestingly, and also partly it's just a it's just a bloody good musical. God, it's good. It's God, got a it's great good. book. Like there's a lot of there's a lot of fantastic songs and I'll be honest, most of them I'm like, yep, happy to happy to listen to this one, want to sing along to this one. I think the only one that falls a little bit flat for me, mm. and I think it's just because we've had so many, is Velma. I can't do it alone. Yeah, I can't do it alone. It's yeah. important, but in terms of like, we need to see Velma being desperate and to lay the groundwork for their final collaboration. Uh, but that's the only song in the film where I'm like, eh, okay. Well, they cut oh, one. There's they cut mm. one out that her and Mama sing together. Mm. Um, from, from the show, yeah. Yeah, it comes when they're listening to Roxy's trial on the radio. Yep. They mm. sing a song that's basically about like whatever happened to class and no one's got any morals or you know. Yep. And, mm. But it's really slow. Like yeah, it is okay. a slow song that they sing together. So I think it was a good choice to get rid of that. Because yeah. that's also coming at a point where you're like, well, but what happened? Yeah, I want to know what would, happened. Yeah, like, let's I can get feel back that that it. would have slowed down yeah. the momentum a bit. Yeah, yeah. The, and the, it's the, also not, not like, time. it's not a particular, like it's a fine song, but it's mm. not amazing. Yeah. Do you have a favourite musical number from this film, Anna? Oh. Just to put you on the spot. It might be all that jazz, the, like the opening, because it's just so strong. It's it's a fantastic opening number. It's, it's sort of, it sets the tone perfectly. Yeah. It's a great song in its own right. Um, and... I really like the way it's used in this film where you start to get Roxy's introduction yes. in the second half. It's and, so clever. And it fits the, you know, the, the debauchery, oh, I'm having an affair, oh, we're drinking and that's illegal yeah. as well. Yeah, and then, like, yeah. And, you know, I love the bit when, obviously, you know, Velma comes in right at the beginning and she's running late, she's got the gun and the blood, so you're like, oh, okay, well, something's yeah. happened, there's an intrigue already. Mm. And then when the cops come in and she sees them just like that look on her face of like, mm. yeah, I did it up yours. And she yeah, keeps like, going. It's so satisfying. Yeah. She's like, give me a minute. Just gotta, me, I just got to be really sexy <laughs> and I'll be right with you. Yeah. Was the one for you, Patrick, as a first time viewer? That, um, yeah, I think it, I mean, I think the, is that the, he had it coming? Is that so block? Tell what so yeah. I think it's probably the yeah. I mean, it's maybe the basic I, I, choice, yeah, but it right. is. It's it's very no, cool. I honestly think that and it's and the correct the, answer the, to be honest. Sorry, I know all that jazz is great, but <laughs> that's okay. I, I, it doesn't have to be your favorite. No, it's it's not even a question of favorite. It's just that I feel like Cell Block Tango became so much 
almost bigger than the show. Yes. In a sense. Like, and it is such a... It's a very captivating song. Yeah. Um, mm. yeah. I, I, yeah. I think because it represents this whole group's identity, the common problems that they've had. It's almost always they've been mistreated by a man in their life, by a significant mm. yeah. male figure, yeah. and they're not in a position of power, except for when they murder them. Um, yeah. And the fact that there is... And they're so unrepentant about yeah, it. Yeah, with, with obviously the exception of the... Um, the Hanyak. Yeah. Um, that, with, with, with the exception of her, everyone else is like, oh, no, he deserved it. Yeah. He 100%. What? <laughs> like, yeah. That's, Killed that guy. Yeah. He ran into my knife 10, ten times, times, which is just the coldest... Yeah best that's, delivery oh, so good yeah which yeah. is like girl you were definitely screwing the milkman there's no way you weren't yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think that's it. yeah it was it's not only the song itself is, is great and it's i think yeah it will stand up for an outsider perspective mm. first time viewer but also yeah just the, again i don't know what it's like on stage but the way they oh, choreographed the, it the choreography is astounding yeah it, and it just again you talk about sexy as well just like Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we're just like, look. Maybe that's part of the reason. I don't. Know, no, but no, yeah, but just. But I think that's that's and that. I mean, that does run through the whole mm, film. Yeah. Is is just this sort of unashamed sexiness. Yeah. yeah. I also really like the fact that so often in the prison, when all the women are just hanging around, they're all kind of just hanging around in like their knickers. Mm. Yeah. I just really like that because I'm like, well, you would though. Yeah, because mm. when you're home by yourself or in a space you're really comfortable, I'm like, well, I'm just walking around in like, you know, brown shorts. So yeah, exactly. It's quite a. And I, I quite like as well that there is the the, the the whole thing I think that comes around Chicago. If we're if we're trying to look at it through like a, a, a feminist lens or a feminine gaze, is that it is about um, obtaining power within a system that obviously doesn't grant power mm. to to women yeah. largely and we see mama morton as almost like this is a woman in a position of of power who has made the system work for, for her. her yeah yeah um and we see obviously others like velma and roxy and how they're attempting to achieve it and we also see the consequences of not achieving it when yeah. hanyak is murdered yeah uh, or is well executed, yeah, executed. But, but yeah well, i suppose technically that is murder isn't yeah. it yeah uh, it's, uh, it's different when the state does it uh. i suppose it's different um but yeah it's uh, it, it, i think I'm, someone must have written a, a, oh, a doctrine. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, and it's yeah. it's about how many ways can a woman achieve power? Mm. Quite limited, especially in that era and situation. Mm. So, okay, well, if I have to rely on my sexuality, I know that. You know that. We all know that. That's what we're doing. But you're falling for it anyway, so I'm going to keep doing it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think it's really interesting as well that the film has these hints of. Um, same-sex relationships for certain characters, like Mama Morton is mm. implied to be a, a gay character or a queer character. Um, like a lot of her language, with a lot of her body language with Roxy initially is quite flirtatious. Like yeah, she moves her hair and things like that. It's, and when she's getting things from the girls, there's like the touch on the leg and the yeah. And I, I, you know, it's it's that thing of like these are some of these characters feel as though they are in quite a, they're in control of themselves because they are in control of their sexual identities. Even and though, their situation. And their situation, mm-hmm. even though, of course, 1920s America, not the friendliest yeah. place to, to be a, a, Which a non-heterosexual. Which is also an interesting, not that I think that Billy Flynn, I mean, I could be wrong, not that I think he's played as a queer character, but it's very interesting that right at the beginning, Roxy is like, oh, well, I'll, I'll sleep with you if you take my case. And he's like, you got that out of your system? Great. And there's never actually, he has no sense of 
flirtatiousness or sexuality with the mm. women really I does think he? it's because he's 100% a lawyer I think that's <laughs> I was just going to say no yeah. I, I think that's yeah. it yeah I think he, he like is... that's, but it's quite an interesting point yeah, yeah. In no, yeah. many other movies like he would oh I don't know he'd be like yeah. secretly yeah. hooking up with Velma yeah. or something well, again, and that, again that's where I thought it was going I was like oh <laughs> yeah, interesting <laughs> okay, and then. also I mean most of the other male characters who are like side characters in this film are established as being quite sex driven as well like when they get the confirmation that she is pregnant from the doctor. Yes, with his uh, fly undone. Yeah, um, which was a scene that the first few times I watched it as a teenager completely flew over my I head. I missed that entirely. So oh, did you? yeah, right. <laughs> so that it's it's the way it's shot is um, he's come out of the examination room. We see uh, Roxy putting her shirt back on. Yeah, yeah. And which you like, don't need off to check. If well, you're yeah, it's like, oh, it's a pregnant. medical examination. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Basically, Billy's like, <laughs> so she's pregnant now that. You've, you've slept with her okay. secretly. Yeah. Yeah. Like and you'd swear to that in court? And he's like, no, I definitely would swear to it. Yeah. He's like, oh, I would swear so much. Yeah. yeah he's just, like, great. Yeah. Button your fly. Yeah. yeah. And it was okay. like, yeah, watching it this, the first time I noticed it, like for my fifth or sixth watching, I was like, <gasps> that's dirty. Oh, I can't believe Roxy would do that. <laughs> She's such a good upstanding murderer. I can't believe this murderous adulteress would sleep with some random doctor. <laughs> But yeah, it's um, uh, yeah, and again, it's, it makes it's, a lot of sense. And again, it's it's her using sexuality or or sex for power, but it's also Billy using mm. technically, like he's gone. He's kind of pimping her out. The idea of him going, you know, if you if you have sex with the doctor, we can get him to confirm that you're pregnant. Yeah, which we, we never see if that's how it plays out. But that's kind of what I thought it was originally yeah. as well. Yeah, it feels like the way because he would know. Yeah. It, it feels like it, particularly the way he's dressed in that scene, the way he's acting, it's like. He's been sat in that waiting room for 15 minutes, yeah, just like, like hurry it up, hurry, <laughs> guys. I got places to be. Yeah, um, yeah. It's it's so fascinating. I, I also think that this film has one of the best smart decisions from a character in oh, any yes. film, which yes. is Roxy suddenly falling pregnant or claiming that she's pregnant when the the heiress is arrested and she's about yeah. to lose that fame. It's such a good turn to the, keep the story it's going. It's so smart. Yeah. And it's instant. She just straight away is like, all right, well, and new, I think new plan. The thing that really sells it is is Catherine Zeta-Jones yeah, just basically uh, going, oh, God damn it. I wish I'd yeah. done that. God, I wish I'd done that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just a very clever film. Yeah. Um, I, I, I do have to say, there's a couple of things, like technical things, that I would say don't necessarily hold up as strong uh, strongly as maybe from previous viewings. Um. This is the first time I've watched it on a quite a large screen. And particularly in the first half of the film, there was a lot of use of digital zoom, where they've obviously taken a shot and just zoomed in mm. and created a, an artificial zoom, which created some fuzziness of certain images. And it was a shame because that tended to happen in the musical sequences where the when the shot was designed to be close up, it looks so crisp. Mm. Like when... Uh, Roxy is in doing the Roxy Hart number and she's got that beautiful silver um, yes. shiny dress and the close-ups for that and the mirror shots it's just, are, oh, are so clear. God, they're good. But then the problem is is when you see a shot that has been done artificially, it really kind of stood out for me this time and I was like, well, that's a, a shame. But it's more a problem of films produced in the early 2000s. Yeah. Like it was a technological limitation that they were willing to, just accept. to do, to accept. And it doesn't ruin my enjoyment of the film. It was just like, oh, that's... Huh, Never noticed different. that yeah. before. Yeah. I did also notice that the sound mixing wasn't great. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the dialogue was very quiet and mm. the music was really loud, I felt. Yeah. Yeah, especially in that last bit 
The mm. only reason I knew what they were saying at the very, very end is because I've seen this movie yeah. a lot. I don't know yeah. what they were saying. Mm. And the, like, the music was deafening. And I feel as though that's a choice that they've made to have the audience be bamboozled by the music, basically. Because yeah. so much of... And I think all that jazz kind of lays the groundwork where it's like the, the music and how it builds and the cacophony that it creates is so important to like the heightened reality that is created by by both the world of Broadway performance or stage performance, but also what the film is trying to create, where it's like, no, no, everyone's on board with this like yeah. weird murder cult we've got going on in <laughs> Chicago. It's like, but if they're hot, they can maybe they get, can away, get with away with it. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's, yeah, I, I did find that, yeah, the, the sound was just that bit off at times. Yeah. And that, that was a shame. Yeah. It was a bit. Yeah. But, you know, we could have popped subtitles on and it would have been maybe fine. But it, it was, a, particularly when, again, I found the mixing to be quite good in a lot of the songs. Yes. Um, and the, the, but then again, you know, they're the highlight. They're the things so, that... yeah, that's what they want you to... To, to be focused on, yeah. yeah. So, but no, pretty, pretty good film, all in all. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, it's, it's okay. Would you guys like some trivia about the film Chicago? It is yes. Up. Okay. None of this trivia is about the city Chicago, uh, which I did briefly consider writing trivia for, and then realised that would be very a lot of work for a very bad joke. So all of this trivia is about the movie Chicago, Thank and you it comes for not doing that. from IMDb. So if it's not true, don't blame me. Uh, in the beginning of the scene that introduces Matron Mama Morton and the new inmates, uh, Roxy Hart has a oh, brief yes. conversation with a woman smoking a cigarette. Uh, that character is played by the longtime Broadway actress Cheetah Rivera. Cheetah Rivera, who portrayed Velma Kelly in the original production in 1975. Okay, I, cool. I, that was one where I was like, "Yep, yeah, a first-time viewer probably wouldn't nope. <laughs> wouldn't know that." And I only knew that because I'd read this yep. today, and I was like, "Ah, oh, cool." And yeah, she was great. She was on screen for five seconds. Yeah. But, yeah. but there is a sense of, even if you don't, you're like, this might be someone. This feels like it was definitely no. Yeah, you like, could definitely tell. And I was like, oh, I don't know who this is, but I but know this some, is yeah. someone important. Yeah. Uh, the producer of this film, Martin Richards, approached Catherine Zeta-Jones about appearing in this movie version of the play after he was wowed by her rendition of carols at a family Christmas party in Bermuda because he's friends with Michael Douglas and Catherine Zeta-Jones is These married. These people have such different lives. <laughs> Yeah. Just a, a very Bermudan Christmas. Um, Richards <laughs> approached Michael her. Uh, yeah, Richards approached her to actually play Roxy Hart originally. But Zeta Jones uh, was not familiar with the show and she wanted to play the character who sang All That Jazz. She knew that song ah. and said, I want to be the All That Jazz I l- Nails it. Yeah. Sorry, she shouldn't swear, but she nails it. No, she, she does. Um, and yeah, she was like, that's the song I want. Yeah. yeah. And fair dues. Yeah. <laughs> She's, I think it's yeah. I think she's much better suited oh, yeah. to that role. Yeah, I don't doubt she could have played Roxy. I'm sure she could have, but it was one of the. I think it's one of those serendipitous things of like this just worked out mm. yeah. for the best. Uh, John C. Riley is a clown enthusiast and uh, is such one that he insisted on designing his own makeup for the Mister Cellophane sequence. Uh, it was also his idea to incorporate Amos's application of makeup into the number. So when he's ah. yeah, that was his idea, and they went yeah, we'll shoot that. And it's nice. It's, it's, it's that a nice moment touch. to me always feels like Amos going, "Yeah, I know I'm an idiot. Like I know I'm mm. the person that everyone looks yeah. down on. I'm I'm part of it. Like it's when he's putting on, it's like, oh I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm part Definitely. of yeah. the problem. I know that it's me, but also that he doesn't know how to get out of it. Yeah, because he he's like he mm. can see the issue, but I guess I just don't know <laughs> anything, guys. The issue is just yeah. him. I know. Oh, I just want to oh. give him a hug. I know. Even though he's an idiot, yeah. I just I like, wouldn't marry him, but I would give him a hug. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. 
The play Chicago was uh, Maureen Dallas Watkins' retelling of two very public murder trials that occurred in Chicago in 1924. Yes. Those of, and forgive me for the pronunciation here, um, Beulah Sheriff Annan and Belva Gartner. Uh, Watkins covered these trials for the Chicago Tribune and wrote uh, the character of Mary Sunshine as a self-portrait. Um, for Gartner, uh, who became Velma Kelly, she uh, she had a very less uh, glitz and glamour fate. She was acquitted um, and went on to have a few run-ins with the law, but lived a semi-normal life before dying of natural causes in California at the age of 80 in the 1960s. That's all right. So Velma yeah. Kelly had like a normal life yeah. post yeah. that stuff. Um, but in the case of Beulah Sheriff Annan, a.k.a. Roxy Hart, um, it was true uh, that while she was acquitted of murdering her lover, uh, thanks to the skills of a highly paid attorney, um, she repaid um, the debt incurred by her stunningly loyal husband by divorcing him Aww. after their release. She married two more times before her death from tuberculosis four years later. Oh, man. Well, well. Yeah, so... I've not even had one marriage. She got three. That's not fair. <laughs> yeah. I know that wasn't the point of that. But... <laughs> that's Better <true>. start murdering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the, that's the way to attract men. Well, we, yeah. we saw, like, you know. It worked. In those news reports when it's like, uh, oh, the guys want to be with her. And I'm like, why? Because <laughs> she's hot. No, I know you guys are like, why? I'm like, because look at her. Yeah. <laughs> that's why. Yeah, I am. She's always carrying a gun. <laughs> yeah, it's the 1920s. She you looks like she has all safe. her own teeth. Like, yeah. Okay, I get it. Fame's weird. Yeah, because she's a hot, famous woman. That's yeah. Uh, during the cell block tango sequence, uh, Hunyak speaks in Hungarian, uh, but uh, the actor she's Russian, isn't she? Yeah, the actor who plays her is Russian. Terrible. Uh, yeah, it made her very difficult to understand, even for Hungarians watching the film. Uh, the translated speech of what she says in the cell block tango is, Come "How on. did I find myself here?" They say my famous lover held down my husband That's and cut gross. his head off. But it's not true. I am innocent. I don't know why Uncle Sam says I did it. I tried to explain at police station, but they didn't understand. Oh. She had it coming. And then, yeah, she gets executed. Cause... Wasn't she based on a woman called Sibella Nitti? Uh, it's not my trivia, but I'm willing to believe it. I have that name in my head. That feels right. Mm. Uh, the role of Billy Flynn was offered several times to another actor. Uh, it was actually offered to a couple of different actors, but the actor that they kept pushing for was John Travolta. Oh, sorry. <laughs> he just would have been rotten in that part. Yeah, I'm Billy Flynn. <laughs> <laughs> hey, whoa, whoa. <laughs> That's not John Travolta. I don't know, what I don't know who that is. Yeah. Oh, no, he would have been, been awful in that part. I, I don't know if he would have been awful. I could, I could, what is wrong for it? What did he look like 20 years ago? I think that's important. Um, that's true. Face off. Yeah. So he looked like Nicholas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. No, I still think Richard Gere's there's got the... There's a charm to Richard yeah. Gere. Yeah, he's got the big grin. And yeah. the, there's a slight sharpness to Richard Gere's mm. face, which I think is important. Yeah, uh, Travolta, He's handsome. I mean, Travolta did say that he, after seeing the film, was like, oh, I should have taken that part. No. Like he, <laughs> he, no one talks like that. <laughs> he, he did regret uh, not taking the part. Uh, also, it continued a grand tradition of Richard Gere getting parts that John Travolta turned down. Oh, yeah. This was the fourth film that happened. Wow. Uh, the other films um, being American Gigolo, Days of Heaven, and An Officer and a Gentleman. Haven't seen any of those films. Mm. Oh. But yes, all of those films offered to John Travolta. He was like, no, thank you. Richard Gere's like, gimme, gimme, gimme. 
So uh, another casting option um, for the role of Mama Morton was Kathy Bates. Oh, she'd have been great. That would have worked too. Yeah, uh, she was scheduled to appear Can in the film. Can she sing though? I, I'm going to say yes. It's Kathy Bates. She must be able to sing. I don't know because that's an, like you can't hide behind the vocals of that one. That's true. Um, she turned down the role because she was scheduled to be in the film about Schmidt. Um, oh with, yeah. For which she was nominated for a Best Supporting Actor oh, right award, then. as was Queen Latifah. They both lost out to Catherine Zeta-Jones. So, yeah, I just thought it was quite a nice, fun coincidence. It's like, oh, we ended up here anyway. Yeah. So I was going to ask very quickly, and this is probably a very stupid question, but was everyone singing, was, there, was that their own yeah. voices? Yes. yes. Yeah, okay, right. that, that is everyone's own voices. It wasn't one of those things where sometimes they get no. someone no. else to sing. No, in this them. case it was everyone doing their own, their cool. own singing. Right. But so. not live, which is important. Yes. So you don't end up with a huge Jackman in Lame is Mate. Ooh. We still haven't done that one either. Oh, i got some feelings about that film. <laughs> um, <laughs> could add that to the list of musicals I haven't seen. Uh, Robert Marshall was originally uh, considered by Miramax Films to direct a screen version of the Broadway play Rent. Uh, when he arrived for an interview, he told Miramax Films he wanted to make Chicago instead and proposed the concept of the musical being in Roxy's mind. Uh, Miramax Films loved the idea and put Rent on the back burner, uh, finally making it three years after this film. Yes. Now, I have seen Rent live. It's one of the few I have seen. Oh, yeah. I didn't, really didn't like care for it? No. no, no. It's very specific. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Adina Menzel was in the film version of Rent, and she was married to Tay Diggs, who is in Chicago. I oh. did not know that. Yeah, they have a son together. And they are now divorced. And linking it back to John Travolta. Let's. Ah, yes. The Adele Dezim. Yes. Remember that? <laughs> We're old. <laughs> that We're was, not old, we yes. Every time I hear Adina Menzel, I do hear Adele, Adele Dezim. In my head. What happened? Uh, look, Nobody's name. It's a swing and a miss. <laughs> <laughs> um, a long battle took place between the agents of Renee Zellweger and Catherine Zeta-Jones over who would get top billing for the movie poster. Oh, oh yeah. Are they, are they even? The way they did it was uh, diagonal billing. Uh, so depending on which way you read it, top to bottom or left to right, both appear to get top billing. Okay, I can't visualise that in my head, yeah. but that's quite clever. Well, luckily, we have the internet, so I can find... The Chicago film poster. I thought they would have just gone. We're just going to put Queen Latifah at the top. You, neither of you can I have it. Richard, yeah. Richard Gere would probably. Well, yeah, yeah. Because he was probably the biggest star. What what they have here is if you read it left to right, it's Catherine Zeta Jones because oh, she's on the left. Is. But Renee Zellweger's name is oh, up higher. higher. It's like oh, a, how silly! Oh, yeah, okay. and I've never noticed that until yeah. looking at this now. But yes, so Renee Zellweger's is higher. And Richard Gears is kind of in the middle. Just so, like, if you're reading it in what Yiddish, <laughs> I think if you're just going, I'm going to read from the very top, no matter what's on the left or the <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah, that's that's how they've done it. What a silly argument. Yeah, but very but, true but very, for the characters. Very, yeah, very Hollywood. Yeah, alphabetically, maybe could work. Um, when the movie rights were originally bought by the producer Martin Richards in the seventies, um, he had Bob Fosse uh, in line to direct the mm. film or at the very least choreo- choreograph it and was looking at having it cast with Goldie Horn as Roxy oh yeah she could have done it Liza Minnelli as um, Velma yep and Frank Sinatra as Richard Gere's um, Billy Flynn 
Yeah, I don't hate that. That would have been good. It's that would have been very different. Very different. Yeah, but good. Not not the worst casting they could have done at that time. Uh, no, that would have been John Travolta. Yes, in uh, any timeline, John particularly, Travolta. Yeah, particularly as he'd only just done Saturday Night uh, Live or what, what was that thing? Fever. Saturday Fever. Night Fever. Saturday Night Live. <laughs> yeah. thing. Different thing. That's the comedy one, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, the comedy one. That's what, yeah. they, that's what they say. Yeah. yeah. Oh, weekend update. Oh my god. Hey, I'm on John Travolta. Saturday Night Live. <laughs> It is. That's how he talks. Yeah. I'm John Travolta. He's not a Muppet. Jesus Christ. Director Rob Marshall uh, had two other actors in mind for Amos. Can we um, just say, director Rob Marshall, he did a fantastic job. Yeah. Technically, that movie's amazing. He also choreographed it. Yeah. He he absolutely nailed it. Like, knocked it out of the park. Yeah. No, he, he did. Some of his casting options, though, like I'm glad it fell the way it did because yes. some of the other. So ones who else got... did he want? He had two other actors John in Travolta. things. Kevin <laughs> Velma Kelly. No, um, so Charlie Sheen read for the part. For for Amos. Yeah. Okay. Oh, for Amos. Yeah. Oh yeah. What what year was this? Two thousand and two. It was released. So what? early two thousand. I was 2000s. trying to think where in like the. Charlie Sheen sort of We're not quite at two It was time. before Crazy Times. Oh, okay. I yeah. reckon he could have done good, it. a good five yeah. or six years before that. He also wanted Keanu Reeves. This is Matrix-era Keanu Reeves oh. as Amos. No one's going to believe that. No. I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe handsome. he just watched he, Bill and Ted. Yeah, he's and too gone. handsome. Yeah, but Bill's pretty dumb in Bill and Ted. Like, Keanu Reeves could... Yeah, but you believe it. Like, because the mismatch, it's mm. the mismatch yeah. between John C. Riley and Renee Zellweger. Yeah, it's true. That's what makes you believe it so easily that she would have an affair and like toss this guy over. Yeah. yeah. If we're talking young Keanu Reeves, mm. no. Also, if we're just talking about look, right? Yeah. You get like the, mm. the mismatch in terms of, well, that's really meant to Johnson. I know, right? I know. The mismatch in terms of the attractiveness. Mm. Yeah. But also, like, he doesn't look like he's from the 20s. Mm. Do you Do know you what not I mean? Think? Oh, he looked okay. Keanu Reeves. Oh, sorry. No, John C. Reilly. No, yeah, yeah, yeah you're no. right. Keanu, Keanu Reeves. Reeves doesn't look like he belongs in the 1920s. No. He's very much... He's uh, got a modern uh, face. Yeah. The 1420s is a vampire, maybe. But yeah, yeah the 1920s, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're actually you're really right yeah. about that. It would, it would look strange. Because some people yeah. can go into different time periods and others yeah. just cannot, which is a strange yeah. thing well, yeah. about humans. Very if, odd. if you think that's strange, I've saved this one for last. Oh, great. Oh, no. the, the potential worst bit of casting that we were saved from... Uh, because Rob Marshall's original choice for the role of Billy Flynn. Okay, so Rob Marshall is not good at casting, as no. we've learned. His original choice for the role of Billy Flynn was Michael Jackson. Oh, what? <laughs> uh, what I want to see that. Terrible idea. Yes, mm. terrible. That's like objectively but a terrible idea. That, but I reckon if it was that, then we might have. Then Chicago might have been one of those all-time great bad movies. Yeah, Better then or, we could have like a yeah. proper cult film. It, yeah. it feels like another level up from John Travolta. If it was down to John Travolta or Michael Jackson, oh, I'd take John Travolta. Yeah, see, that's that's the thing. Yeah, God, Michael um, Jackson, what a terrible idea. We were saved from this uh, fate. Um, because uh, one of the producers, the executive producer of this film, objected to the idea of Jackson playing the role because he felt that Michael Jackson would have more attention on him in this film than either Catherine Zeta-Jones or Rene I mean, Zellweger. Yeah. not wrong. Yeah. It would have been like Chicago, <laughs> a, a Michael Jackson film. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is like great. Uh, but I do have to point out that the executive producer who had this yeah, very clever idea 
was Harvey Weinstein. Boo, Boo to that guy. Nerds to yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. It is a genuinely satisfying thing to say. As you get. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nerds to that. It's, 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 yeah. it's hard saying that a broken clock is right uh, once or twice a day. Yeah. But in that case... No, look, I think we can call. acknowledge that Harvey Weinstein... Great at his job. No, yeah, knows how to human. produce movies, knows yeah. how to make movies, but he's also a horrible yeah. evil yeah. human He's being. just a criminal. He's, yeah, he's low just down a, 30 criminal. No, yeah, that's what it yeah. Yeah, and not one of these ones that we like <laughs> in Chicago. <laughs> yeah, talk, talk about a man who should have been shot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. then no You're one gonna was sad. No, <laughs> no you, you, that's Patrick Downs who said that. Uh, yeah, that's about, right. I spent all of Waterworld I'm, saying that I actively wanted to fight. Kevin yeah. So. yeah. I mean, on record, Harvey Weinstein should have been one of the men who was shot in Chicago. <laughs> yes. But like, actually. Here, here. I just, yeah. I'm going to go on record and say that I do not want to see Harvey Weinstein sell block tango. It's just that I don't want to see what that would be like. No. And uh, yeah. yeah. Now. All right. Enough about him. Enough yeah. about him. Let's move on to scoring the film. Uh, Patrick, it was your first time watching Chicago. What score would you give this film out of 10? Um, that's hard. I, I I I have a hard time scoring the movies. I I mean it's 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 right up there. Obviously, I I reckon nine nine yeah. nine nine Mary murderesses. Was that nine Mary murderesses? I was going to say nine. Was it Blue Garter Garters out of? Oh, Blue mm, Garters and the Diamond Buckle. That was the one. Yeah, nine of those. She stole my garters. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear! But I mean, in terms of enjoyment, yeah. it, it's great. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah it's great. Yeah, Anna, uh, what about you? Yeah, um, I'd say probably either I was I'm wavering around eight and a half or nine. I don't know why I'm not giving it a ten. I can't mm. tell you that. Yeah, no, you can tell us. We, yeah. we, no, I, ge- I genuinely don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I don't. You mean? Yeah, for some reason, I'm like yeah. it's not ten, mm. but it's very high up there. Mm. No, I'm re- I, sorry to interrupt. That's I'm right. reverting. I'm going to a 10 because I gave oh. Pirates Band of Misfits a 10. So I'm going to give Chicago a 10. What is that? It's the claymation one where these are pirates. Oh Hugh my Grant God. Yeah, that doesn't get a 10. No, nah, it's great. Watch <laughs> it again. It's awesome. It's in terms of just pure enjoyment, in, in a mo- there's no moments where I didn't enjoy it. Hmm. Yeah, 10. Okay. Thank you, Pirates Band of Misfits, for once <laughs> yeah. again saving the day. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, Anna, are you, where would you like to fall? No, I'll, st- I'll stick with a nine. Okay. I think the only reason it's not a ten is that if it would be a ten, if I was somehow an extra in the film. Oh, okay. That's what I need. It's <laughs> resentment that's yeah, keeping it. Yeah, it is resentment. Yeah. When did that movie come out? 2002. Yeah, I was nine. Oh, you could have been a child in the street. <laughs> yeah. You could have been the child waving, the, waving the, the flag. Yeah, yeah. What, what are the paper boys? Yeah. She's innocent. I looked like a boy then. Just put a hat on. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it'd be fine. Yeah. Extra, extra. Yeah. Read all about it. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna give it nine. Yeah. It's just, it's so good. It's so good. It's great. It's so good. Yeah. It's. Yeah. Look, it, and it's... I was really worried that you wouldn't like it. Well, no, just Why? because the last one we did was Moulin Rouge. Yeah, but that's not. I mean, it's not as good. <laughs> yep. I'm I'm happy to back that statement <laughs> yeah. up. I know, but like the level of intensity I feel about both. And yeah, I was like, yeah, oh, he enough. didn't like that one, then now he's not going to like this one. I thought and... I liked it okay in the end. I came yeah, around. It was, yeah, I think I came it, was, it was me that was more of a stickler. Yeah, that's true. but no, but I, I, yeah. I yeah, fair enough. Yeah. But I no, it's just it's just Miller is not a good of a movie. Is this one? No, this yeah. is just... like the acting and the story and mm. just everything about it is is superior. Yeah, and I think it's 
it still stands up. There's there's a couple oh, of absolutely. very very small technical issues. Um, I forgot how much I loved the Roxy song by herself with yeah. like the mirrors. Oh, God, I forgot how good that. I'm is. just amazed yeah. that. I was worried she's going to fall off yeah. the stage. Or there's no breath. Like yeah. when she breathes or when she touches it, there's nothing. And I'm like, how do you know where they are? Yeah. Obviously, like, Rehearsal. you know, trickery. Yeah. But yeah. how do you know? <laughs> yeah. I, I am constantly worried about her walking into a mirror. <laughs> just <laughs> suddenly just, <Jesus>. ow, Roxy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I'm, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to give it um, nine and a half. <gasps> um, willingly, deservedly murdered um man <laughs> out of 10 just 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 yeah there was probably about nine and a half husbands killed in this film um yeah so yeah that that's what i'm going with it's it's stunning it, it is still a really stunning piece of of adaptation really um it's rare oh. to see mm, mm. A, a, a musical theater play adapted so well it is um because then he tried to do it again with nine yeah with Daniel Deleuze, which just is not, is nowhere near yeah. as good. And, and we, we, we know it's a question of taste. You know, there, there are people oh, yeah. out there who are yeah. probably like, no, the Chicago film isn't very good. But well, some people just straight up don't like musicals, you know. Yeah, uh, but you know, uh, yeah, there's, people, there's people who quite like the um, Sweeney Todd adaptation that Tim Burton did. Oh, yeah, that's oh. all right. Which is like, it's it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Um, but there, I happen to know there's a lot of people who are like, oh my God, that film. And it's, it's the same yeah. with the 2012 Les Mis. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. See, that's just it. Yeah. Some people are probably like, it's amazing. Russell Crowe didn't put a note wrong. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. But I, I feel like Chicago is maybe one of, if not the one, that most people have gone, you know what? They yeah. they did a really good job with that. And mm. it, it won the Best Picture Award. Yeah. Whether or not it warranted it, I'm, I'm, it's, I'm not... Do you have one of the movies were nominated? Yeah. I, I can find say, that out very the... quickly because of the magic of the internet. <laughs> The other films that were nominated that year for Best Picture were Gangs of New York. Oh, I've never seen that. No, neither. The Hours. Oh, yeah. It's okay, good. Yep. It the, is good. Oh, that's right. You did, you did say that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the Pianist. Oh, yeah. shit. That's good. And... It's also funny to say. Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. God, child. Yeah. So it was up against the Battle of Helm Deep. And... Oh, mm. that's a tricky call. Yeah. Because I do love the Battle of Helm's Deep. Yeah. I mean, there's other stuff in that film as well. No, but... just that. <laughs> Again, a more a more impartial perspective. Yes, I, I do. I do. Enjoy, I do really enjoy the Lord of the Rings movies. Mm. But, but I uh, if I had to pick again, yeah. I haven't seen a lot of those films on that list. Mm. In terms of just like someone who, you know, does get a bit fidgety, mm. for one. Yeah. But also just pure enjoyment, like rollicking yeah. fun. Yes. I think Chicago's a. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, all of yeah. those other ones. Are Bloody depressing movies. Yeah. That's actually the only one on the list that it's, you would walk out feeling good yeah, from. Yeah. And considering where particularly America was yeah. in late 2002, yeah, early 2003. True. It may be... So. Maybe that's what... Maybe they felt like they couldn't say too Yeah. Oh, yeah! <laughs> uh, <laughs> I wasn't sure no, I could finish like, that's saying. genuinely no, that's, a that's good a point. Bit, the fact they nominated it is pretty bold. Um, yeah. He was but, like, I'm from New Zealand. We don't care. Yeah. But, but also the, the, the idea... Well, but they couldn't have not called it that either. Because that's no, the name of the like, book. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 Also, though, I think maybe all the, 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 the voters, the, the, couple the judges, of buildings. Yeah. they were probably all just like, you know what? We all need cheering up. Yeah. And Chicago yeah. is a bit cheerier. And also there was not a sequence in, in Two Towers where, you know, it's the, he's the dwarf who's going <laughs> to kill all the orcs. Yes, his name is Gimli. Like, that would have improved it for me. <laughs> would have gotten it over the line. John Reese davis in a sparkly dress. Oh, he'd wear it, though. Yeah. 
but yeah, that's there's probably something in that that Maybe. like the mood at the time, and mm. you just you're like, what can we do to everything is like you know mm. battles and wars and the mm. Nazis and relentlessly grim. Why don't we look at a previous the, time in our country when stuff was also bad? Yeah, but but, yeah. In, but it's different now. But sexy. Yeah, but sexy. and they, and they, and that's that's right. That's what we were talking about because I kept expecting, and I was saying oh, to you yes, guys, yes, yes, in the very too. end, I kept expecting the other shoe to drop at the end and it'd be mm. like a twist like that big final number is so over the top so wild and then at the very end it gets really chaotic and the music starts kind of getting like overbearing and it's almost yeah. like oh my god what the what is going on mm. and i thought it was going to be a thing where suddenly we snap and roxy's you know standing on the stocks or whatever with the noose around her neck like yeah. the whole thing was a fantasy mm. i was like i think i know where this is going and it, that's not what happens. No. And they they, have they a, get a happy ending. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, nice. Yeah. Cool. Which I think so, is, that's quite a modern way of looking at movies. Because like so many movies now are so obsessed. Well, that, with, yeah, I think that's it. Like everything's a twist and everything's yeah. a, and the second you think you know where it's going, aha, uh-huh, yeah. no, you don't. Yeah. Because we've filmed 16 different endings and even the actors don't really know what's happening. 100%. Yeah, Whereas it's my, there was no culture for yeah, that Yeah, it's my then. 2010s, 2020s poisoned brain going yeah. like, oh, there's some cynical endings going to happen. Exactly. Yeah. And again, maybe that was also part of it. It's, it's like, it's not, it's a genuinely fun movie with a, yeah. I mean, I guess you could argue it's not a happy ending because they got away with murder, but... Mm. But really, but also like, but they yeah, got, they, they got what they wanted. They got what they wanted, and also yeah. like they were girl power, and all their all their, all their <laughs> friends were there. You know, the well, prison warden, the, the lawyer, <laughs> and that was that was also. I'm like, okay, so like oh, Queen Latifah's yeah, there, yeah. Richie, everyone's there. It's like, oh, this yeah, is this can't some, be. something she's weird the going on. With faces yeah. in the back of exactly, the mind, like she's the you know, Titans. yeah, and then didn't, and it was like, oh, awesome, good. Uh, the other Academy Awards at this film I've never won. been so <laughs> pleased to, for there not to be a twist. Hey! <laughs> yeah, uh, just, I was just having a look. The other Academy Awards at this film won was for Best Film Editing. Which, yeah, yep. yeah, absolutely yeah. fair. 100%. Uh, best Costume Design. Yes! Which, yeah. um, and I, obviously with your uh, oh. experience in costuming, I'm presuming these costumes Although are Although you and Ellen were talking about that dress at the end, which I didn't notice anything wrong with it. The black dress. Oh. The black dress. You said that wasn't very good. Well, I just, the, it looked bad on her. Yeah, that was All right, well, they should have got it then. Oh, okay, yeah. Sorry, it should have gone to the Frida movie instead, which is next on the list. Um, or Gangs of New York. I remember those uh, gangs yeah. having a lot of fun. Was costumes. the Lord of the Rings not nominated for costume either? Uh, no. That's rude. It was nominated for a lot of other things, but not costume. I guess it's all the same costume from the first one. Yeah, so it's like, just, well, you don't... Just, yeah. just grubbier. Just doing it again. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, Chicago also <laughs> won for... Best art direction yep. and uh, slightly disappointingly best sound, considering yeah. that we talked about how bad the sound. But no, actually, you mentioned I, I did want to talk about the art direction, just or at least just mention how good it looks in terms of mm. like, mm. In, whether you know the camera work is, is fantastic, but just the the design. Oh, it feels so real. The, yeah, mm. but the and it, but also not like it's, yeah. it's it's real and it's like yeah, you, this looks like you could be sitting in a theater, but. It's the, the, the way the, the, the way it's lit and the, the way everything's designed. It's so opulent at times and then it gets really grimy yeah. in the prison. And you mentioned it as well where, you know, you kind of, you, you're always seeing the wings. Oh, I loved that. Just little touches like that. that. It's like, yeah, so it, it, it really, key, and maybe because we are theatre nerds, yeah. it's like, it, that's, we can appreciate that. It's mm. like... It's, oh yeah, this is like it's it just, really embracing the theatrical side of it, like the standing on the stage performing side of it. Yeah. Like, because we're all theatre people as well. I know this is going to sound a bit silly, but in those scenes, say when it was Amos doing his thing, and he's so clearly on a stage, and then it sort of goes out a bit, and you can see the flies and the rigging and mm. stuff. 
a part of my brain went, oh, I know what that would smell like. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I, I absolutely, I would yeah. know. Yeah. I would feel comfortable because I feel because mm. I work backstage. I would yeah. feel so comfortable in that space that you're like, they got that right. I that's it that's mm. what it would be we've also yeah. all worked on shows where the audience have just sat rigidly still yeah. not moving not showing any level there's a really brief Dumbos. shot in the in Mama's opening song right at the end where she comes off and she takes a drag of yeah and, and it's like yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, yeah, that's coming off stage, yeah. and like maybe not taking a drag of a cigarette anymore, but, but like, like a know, bottle of water, yeah, bottle of water, and then it. running off to your next thing. And yeah, it's, yeah, it's just like it's, oh, this is a real, and it's this such is a, real, such a small detail to add, yeah. but just beautifully layers it out where it's like makes the 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 what is being imagined in Roxy's head just yeah. feel that much more. And like when real. she's in. Um, the bit in her cell when she's mm. become a bit more popular and she's got all the telegrams and yeah. things up behind her. I was like, oh, Western Union. Like, I know that <laughs> <laughs> telegram company. Yeah. So it's just a little, yeah. like, they really... They no, did their homework. The, yeah, the and art, they all look yeah. different as well. Mm. It looks like she's gotten a bunch of telegrams and letters from different people. It's mm. not yeah. someone in the art department who's just been mm. like, oh, I'll just print out 50 of the same thing mm. and T-dip them. They'll never notice. Yeah, Even and just the the We're just the not going to stop talking no, about this film. Just the paint flaking off the prison bars and things like that. Mm. Just there's so many. It, it's so and detailed. Oh, and there was a bit. It's right when she first meets Mama. Yeah. And so like Roxy is sort of doesn't really understand. She's getting to grips. And I was looking at even the difference in their costume. Mama's is like, yeah, it's, it's basic, but it's like good quality wool. The tailoring is good. It's in really mm. good nick. And then Roxy, you could see there was like. Because, you know, it's a prison dress that yeah, 15 yeah. other people have worn. There was like a bit where the stitching was coming apart and there was Ooh. a hole in the collar. And I was like, ah, oh, it's just the yeah. little stuff. Mm. Uh, before we finish, I should say, before people shout at me, uh, whilst this movie did win the Academy Award for Best Sound, it did not win for Best Sound Editing. Ah, uh, so, okay. All right. uh, that yep. did go okay. to the two towers. Hey! Uh, so, yes, uh, the sounds were good. You just didn't quite edit them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that brings us to the end of this review of Chicago. Anna and Patrick, thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the Cinema Catch-Up Club. Oh, Stephen, thank you. Thanks for having us. Yes. Thanks um, for giving me a good one. Oh, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm so, I'm thanks so for pleased. not giving me a depressing one. <laughs> well, you know, we're trying to start off 2023 right, um, you know, by, by just having a good time with a bunch of murders. <laughs> not making me watch... Amadeus. Uh, yes. Again. That was the previous musical Best Picture winner. Oh, was that, it? That's what it was. Yes, ah. it was Amadeus. Ah, we've oh. come full circle. Yeah. Uh, but yes, thank you for listening in. For those of you listening at home, because um, you're not in my house right now, you're all listening at home or <laughs> somewhere else. Uh, thank Might you for listening at work. That's true. In the, yeah. car. in the car. Hey, if you're listening at work, in the maybe on, on holiday. Yeah, if you're at work right now, you might not be <laughs> high on a plane. Just, um, <laughs> There's lots of places they could be listening. Tell you what, are we your home. most annoying? <laughs> No, no, no. No, I don't think we're even close. <laughs> if you are uh, listening wherever you are, if you're at work, go make yourself a cup of tea, please. Um, yeah. You just, just, like, just, just like off for a bit. Yeah. No one's going to know. No one, it's yeah. okay. Unless you're like a surgeon or something. Or yeah. like, you know, a chauffeur. But then you shouldn't be listening if you're <laughs> yeah. a surgeon in the middle of surgery. Don't do that. Yeah. No, no, no. Don't. Oh, 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 he did it. Uh, but if you are listening. Don't forget that scalpel. <laughs> uh, put that scalpel down and pick up your phone so you can subscribe. <laughs> uh, new episodes each and every week. In fact, next week's episode <gasps> is our 300th. Ooh. Mm. Can you say what it is? Yeah. Maybe I already have. 
We weren't listening. Uh, because we're doing movie 300. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh. Yes. We're stupid. Yes. I've been very badly hinting for weeks that we're doing 300 by going, what movie could we be doing? That makes, yeah. That's called 300. Uh, yes, we're going to be watching 300. Hey. Which Dominic West is in 300 as well, by the way. What? Oh, yeah. Dominic West is. Who does he play? I think he's either one of the Spartans. <laughs> he's definitely <laughs> he not might, one of the Spartans. He might be the senator guy that betrays... Oh, that seems about right. Cersei? Lena Headey. <laughs> yeah, oh, God. Jeez. Yeah. He might be him. I'm sure he's in it anyway. Uh, Dominic West is indeed in 300. Oh, my God. He plays uh, Theron. That doesn't right. mean anything. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Could be anyone. Uh, he well, he looks like he might. Oh, um, he betrayed his compatriots for the treasure of Xerxes. Spoilers for next week. Wait, he's not. Yeah, the, he's, yeah, not the... he's the guy. Yeah. He's that guy. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Nailed it. So yes, uh, cut we... that out for this one. Cause <laughs> <you> know... <laughs> but yes, we are going to be watching three hundred for our three hundredth episode because we're oh, very original when it comes to good film to these things. Uh, but yeah, three hundred episodes means that there are. 298 other reviews, including this one. If you've not listened to any of them, you've got a lot of homework to do to catch up. Uh, if you would love to join us on the journey that we've been on for the last almost six years, uh, you My can word. find us. I know, I know. Uh, you can find all of the uh, previous episodes over uh, on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, however you choose to subscribe. Uh, they're all there. Enjoy them at your leisure. We also have the Patreon. Uh, go to patreon.com forward slash CCUC podcast for as little as a dollar a month. You can get some bonus features and goodies, um, including um, a, a series of episodes we like to call the cutting room floor, which is where occasionally my guests, imagine this, talk a lot. And uh, I occasionally have to cut out maybe the odd non sequitur. Yeah, a strange thing to bring yeah. up. Yeah. But, uh, but I keep sure them. there'll be none in this episode. I yeah. keep them all <laughs> and uh, they get uh, recycled into this wonderful never before heard uh, collection of random chats from nice people. Uh, so if you want to get that, that is a Patreon exclusive. Uh, just search for our Patreon and join as, for as little as a dollar a month. And finally, we do have a Facebook page. Uh, if you want to follow news and updates about the program, just search for us over on Facebook. But that is all for this week. So until next time, goodbye. Bye. Bye. That's Let's... Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> Let's sell Block Tango out of here. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Can't believe the pink Michael Jackson over me. Oh my God. Two of us don't know who John Travolta is or one of us doesn't. You have been listening to a Thought Jar Productions podcast. For more information, please visit thoughtjarproductions.com.